Welcome all, welcome all. I'm your host, Sully, and I am blessed to have this wonderful guitarist and musician himself, Jeff Tortora of Blue Man Group, Bang Tango, Fems, EWFNO, Vivisi, Tinnitus, and Vante, and Die, the movie Die Influencers Die, all here tonight. <laughs> Good evening, or good morning, or good afternoon. Well, whatever it is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now. Oh man, so we it's, it was a long time coming. I was familiar with Jeff's work with the the, the Blue Man Group, and you know, we were just all happened to be on social media, and, and I was just like, you know, I I need to seriously, you know, we are a variety show, and we really do have a lot of fun doing the music themed episodes. We got to have more music talent on here to chat about their careers, so. <laughs> Here we went. <laughs> yeah, I thought I said like you do have a quite. I was telling a friend of mine, you're quite the eclectic, you know. Ver, yeah, guest varieties. I'm like, oh wow, it's all over the map, which is cool. Keeps totally. it interesting. So many people will just kind of stick to doing just their pals, and it's like, yeah, but after a while, you know, it's just you guys, you know, having a private conversation, private conversation that somehow got recorded. You know, don't let us, don't don't have your viewer be the voyeur. Let them feel welcome, be a part of the chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but so man uh you are uh originally from new york uh how, how did you get to be part of the uh vegas music scene yes i was born and raised in syracuse new york and in 1999 thanksgiving my old band actually going to be doing a reunion soon called the united booty foundation we were playing like it. <laughs> yeah <laughs> That, yeah, we're doing a bunch of, there's like a disco band, but then we'd do some rock thrown in there as well. It was really, it was a fun nice. time. And we used to play this place called Stylene's downtown every Thursday for years. And one of the casting agents of Blue Man at the time, Kat Gillette, was at the show. And she came up to me and said, you should audition for Blue Man Group. And I'm like, what's that? <laughs> and said, it's opening What the hell show. are these guys? <laughs> yeah, what's that? Okay, what is it? And it was opening a show in Vegas in, you know, in a few months. And it was already in New York, Boston, and Chicago. And it happened to be, I think it was the letter, was it Letterman or something? Oh, the Tonight Show? That sounds uh, about right. They were on there quite a lot. Yeah, yeah. And it was going to be on the following week. And the first CD audio was coming out. And I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll um, just check it out. And I said, sure, I'm interested. And then exchanged info. And then fast forward, came up with a resume. Uh, Went to New York City and auditioned. What year and was this, by the way? What's that? What year was this, by the way? Oh, one more time. What 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 year was this, by the way? Oh, sorry. This was 1999. Oh, man. Yeah. At the end of <laughs> yeah, the auditions, the end of 99. So you're coming into this in the middle of the thick of all the grunge rock and <laughs> oh yeah, that was already, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nah, um yeah, yeah. So I just, you know, went down there, auditioned, and then it's like, okay, we'll let you know, kind of thing. And uh, fast forward around a couple back and forth within a month, they said, you want, can you fly out to Vegas like tomorrow? And I'm like, uh, I guess I can't okay. say no. <laughs> then it was a couple of days later, they flew me out to Vegas. I, you know, they were working on the show. It was about to open in another month and a half. And I learned the show and got hired, asked if I wanted the gig. And then I moved across country. And Ben opened the show in uh, 
it opened in March of 2000 and we're still going. So I Sweet. moved to Vegas. That's how that happened. Very, very nice. Uh, who were some of your mentors? Oh, well, I'm always bad at that question. I mean, musically, <laughs> you know, as I say, who do I like? Or what did I, obviously there were some, but um, I mean, growing up, you know, anywhere for musically was like, I just give, I guess, you know, bands and stuff was a lot of classic rock stuff. I'm like Queen, Zeppelin, Rush, uh, then to more metal like Sabbath, Iron Maiden, Priest, then even heavier stuff like Corn, Pantera, Later, to uh, Faith No More, Mr. Bungle, and then uh, to whatever sound, you know, I like soundtrack stuff, all sorts of styles, as long as it's depending what mood I'm in. Right. And uh, yeah, and drumming was the classics, kind of John Bonham, Neil Peart, uh, you know, Russians up on drummers. And, but then, and then it moved on to more fusion y, like Dave Weckl, and then to, you know, whatever, uh, you know, rock drummers, Tommy Aldridge. And I, it just, it just kind of varied whatever style I was listening to. I would catch drummers and take something from it. And then you try to, you end up having your own style or try to do your own thing with it. You know, I took lessons and all that drum. So I studied jazz and, you know, played rock and, and tried to learn how to read and all that. And, and, but, um, I did the school bands like symphony and orchestras and stuff like that to get a, a wide variety of stuff and then nice. just incorporate that. And I think that ends up being incorporated into your playing style Very along nice. with a variety of stuff and life in general, movies, TV, anything. It just right. could enter the equation. <laughs> no, totally. Uh, so you mentioned before uh, in a 2014 interview with uh, Modern Drummer how you got to meet Joey Belladonna of Anthrax, um, and it just kind of went the more of the gigs opened up from there. Um, uh, you know, I, I hate to ask everyone what's been their favorite when you got you know such a massive resume, but uh, is there any that you're just like that? That's where I was at my peak. That's where I was at my height, or is it all kind of apples and oranges? <laughs> Oh, good question. But um, yeah, yeah. Playing with Joey was for a year and a half. That was cool. Um, I mean, it's all like people say, what's the, you know, your favorite country or the place you've been to, you know, and then you have <laughs> like places, but then they all have something about them. Right. Um, as far as that, like uh, it's uh, at, at the peak, I'll go with that. It's like, actually, good thing. I mean, thankfully, I, I think I'm still peaking or at my peak now it's not like it's, it's not going. like oh yeah like the joey belladonna area yeah that was the best i was and i just been going downhill since <laughs> yeah so i think music i mean you know as far as like say drumming or vocally or whatever i, I think i'm I, I keep getting better through the years so i don't think i've totally peaked yet uh which is which is good I mean, either way, I mean, you, you've been in so many groups that I ended up having to check some of them out. And I was really digging Stony Curtis, you know, like the Floodstones character. I was just like, oh, man, this Halo of Dark Matter, this is some heavy, heavy rock. This is some fun stuff. Totally. Oh, cool. Yeah, Stony. Yeah, we were actually doing a gig in a couple of weeks and then doing some recording. And uh, Sweet. Uh, yeah, Stony's great. And so, yeah, actually... Yeah, I'm going to see him later today. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Still kicking. Um, no doubt. Um, so 
uh, Blue Man Group is kind of interesting because they're kind of just one giant body. We don't really know what they look like and everything. So how was that kind of uh, for you, you know, just doing some of the backup, uh, you know, acoustic work and, you know, you're having the three main guys do a lot of the other kind of uh, atypical kind of music arts and acts in front of the whole crowd. Uh, how, how does that go about getting staged and all? Yeah, it's a good question. Hard to hard to fully explain unless you see the show. Yeah, it's a total but, visual thing, and I get that it's you know very abstract, and people who aren't really artistic are going to be like, "That's just weird." I'm like, "Well, that's kind of the point," you know, <laughs> right? Or you know, yeah, just to try it without seeing it, trying to capture. But I mean, you can explain like as far as your questions, like um, yes, the the three the bald and blue men <laughs> that they're doing. They're um they're playing obviously you know they're the PVC pipes they play in instruments themselves and um interacting with the crowd and, and having their own like scenes bits and then we're in these lofts in glow in the dark black light playing mm -hmm. the music kind of the heartbeat of the show with them so we're it's just like we're part of the the very imp important part of the show but sometimes they're doing stuff on their own we're just in the dark and we're not involved then but then when we are it's just like you try to there's a certain aesthetic of the show there's music you have to learn so there's specific parts and um you know it's like yeah the focus is on the blue man and uh we just try to support that support the whole show as a entity um stylistically and then you try to uh you know, there's a certain way to play the show and move and, you know, even certain movements to, you know, to make it visually interesting without being <laughs> choreographed. Yeah, but um, <laughs> just automatically as you're in blacklight and we have these, you know, costumes that glow in the dark. So it's a whole, you know, it's not your typical thing. Anyways, it's not like, oh, there's Jeff up there. You know, I mean, you see that, but it's not like you're a, you know, a person with a name on there. It's kind of like when you see a famous composer, you know, you're part of the orchestra, but people see just the composer. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you can be, yeah, like the Blue Man, no, it's not a name either. It's just these characters. And then we're our own character, like above them in the loft. <laughs> and, uh, and it just all intertwines with each other. But uh, yeah, we're not acting out skits and stuff like the blue man are so <laughs> supporting them nice in their journey <laughs> uh well what are some tips and tricks that you recommend for just others about just the whole music touring scene because there's so many talents and so many you would find out years later in just interviews how they just couldn't get wrap their head around touring that just wasn't for them but that's how you meet all these cool people and get all these gigs and get paid <laughs> and well, what do you recommend for those besides just having a lot of patience and, you know, getting ready to roll? <laughs> well, on that, it's, uh, uh, I mean, yeah, it depends. It's multifaceted question on like what level, I mean, touring, you don't have like, I, I'm lucky to be in like, say a show like Blue Man Group because it's been 23 years next month, of <laughs> right? a steady gig and a great gig. Uh, you know, with, uh, I mean, everything, the show, the people, you know, and uh, you get paid to do it. <laughs> and, you know, you have, have enough room to do other stuff. So that has led me, and I've done tour, like world tours with Blue Man. 
so I, I kind of had the best of both. Like I get to go out and do a tour and then come back to the Vegas show. And I've done, I do other stuff as well, which I'll go out for like three days, four days with other bands and, uh, and get the time off from Blue Man, you know, if it works out where I can get it off. And uh, I mean, I'm lucky to be in Blue Man too, because people know what it is. Most people it's been around it's worldwide for many years now. Mm-hmm. So people come in town and you could kind of connect, oh, you're in Blue Man and you get to meet and network uh, with the people in the business that way, because it's easier than say if you're just in a local band that no one knows of who the hell are and, you guys <laughs> you know so it's e- it's an easier thing once you're in an established thing to network and meet people but obviously you do that at any level so i mean touring it's tough for people starting out uh especially now um i think you know you you could not make any money lose money or you can make money that's how like a, a only way because you're not really selling records these days with streaming and everything so you have to tour. So some people don't, yeah, you could get caught up in the mundaneness of just driving seven, eight hours and then, you know, doing a gig and then just becomes, uh, depends on what level of touring you're doing. Groundhog mm-hmm. Day, you're getting the perils of, you know, abuse, <laughs> substance abuse, or you got to have a good head on your shoulders, I think. And some people just don't like it. They'd rather be home. Right. Um, <laughs> so it's, I think, but I mean, but if you do want to make a career at it and, and you're in something that can tour, then hopefully you will end up liking it somewhat because that's how you're making your living. But or you try to do something in a town where you can uh, gig multiple times a week. Um, I just say in general, for a performing musician, you have to network, you know, get yourself out there, find out wherever you're at, what the spot is to be, say maybe where musicians do a jam or something like that and get out there and try to play and then just meet people. And then it's a small world. And then you could just start, you know, networking. So some people are good at it. Some aren't. So right. I think you got to have talent one and, 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 you know, hopefully have a good attitude and be a likable person, <laughs> but be yourself. And you gotta uh, get out there and just, you know, meet people. Cause that's how it just snowballs year after year. The more people you meet, <laughs> the more opportunities present themselves if not no one's gonna know who you are and there you go absolutely then you could just you know make music at your house or whatever <laughs> yeah and just <laughs> say hey it's on spotify but <laughs> don't expect me to go anywhere if you're gonna just do just that <laughs> you know so right. yeah so you gotta kind of put yourself out there and meet people that's a huge that's like half of it is networking i think absolutely so vegas has so many different great places including the brooklyn bowl the rush lounge and mayfair supper club and delilah what have been some of your favorite uh clubs to perform at yeah i just went to delilah's recently that was cool so i guess it has one in la too um very fancy uh i should play the rock rock clubs one of my favorites is counts vamped uh danny coker the count of counting cars the show on history channel county cars a friend of mine has uh that's his place Sweet. his wife Corey, and they and he has a recording studio tattoo shop bunch of stuff super cool but that's uh playing there next well february t- 11th with bang tango and then the 18th with my band i sing in tinnitus so that's you know probably you know if my favorite place there because i've been doing that for many years 
and then yeah, Brooklyn Bowl is cool. We started off this place called the Dive Bar. He's played backstage bar and billiards. There's a, uh, uh, I mean, there's a bunch of places that are, you know, depending on that, you know, you can do a corporate gig and that that could be fun. But I said that that's you know because I'm mainly doing um, uh, oh yeah, the Sand Dollars, another place. <laughs> there's a couple of locations. There you go. Yeah, that's all people with Stony. So there's, you know, there's a few places that are cool. More than a few. Sweet. What gets you up in the morning in general, though? Like, where you're just like, I really want to do this today or try this kind of artistic uh, edit on this tune that we performed last night or recorded? Yeah. Yeah, like to... Uh, what, what just starts know. the creative cycle? What gets you up? What's, and how do you interweave that with personal life? Oh, well, as far as that, like most of the time, like this is like I'm doing this now, this podcast in the afternoon, but usually as far <laughs> as um, working on stuff, say besides, you know, gigging, something like that, if I'm going to work on a song, work on some originals, right? Um, like I have my band, VVC, uh, that I sing in and, and write a lot of it and do drums and, you know, uh, and the other one, like Elliot Waits for No One, I do, I'm involved in that. Uh, but uh, I'd say, like, usually for me, it's, or like, today I have to do a recording session that would be, like, at 7 p.m. Or right. if I have Blue Man, go to Blue Man. In the afternoon, it's usually for me late night if I'm working on writing stuff. It's usually, like, you know, 11, 12, 1, 2, 3 in the morning. Hey, I love like, it. That it kinda, that's when I'm working on, usually, song ideas is, like, you know, after I love midnight. being a night owl, too. It's, there's something about it. It's just, like, it's kind of... I don't know how much of it is just the forbidden now that you're an adult, you don't have parents telling you, Hey, go to sleep. You know, it's just the whole, as you stay up or work against the grind, it sounded good. And then you, you know, wait till the next day and you're like, Oh, wow. Was I high? Well, why, why did I think that was great at two in the morning? <laughs> well, there's, yeah, it's funny you say that. It's like ridiculous. Like you think like I always wanted to stay up later when I was younger. And my parents were like most, a lot of times now you got to go to bed. And so then I, you know, it's like, I'm still rebelling. <laughs> right yeah, even though there's no later. one to rebel against it's just yeah yeah you know, it's like you've been on your I own can. for decades <laughs> and i still but i i love it is something cool about it seems like you're in your own space the only one around and then and, and uh but i do like getting up early but it doesn't kind of work out that way because you need sleep and then it's like oh Absolutely. man i slept the day's feeling gone you know and it gets so dark here at like you know 4 20 p.m it's dark man (laughs) whatever and it's like i like i like getting up early it's nice but it just the reality is i keep every time i try i end up going oh i'm going to bed or like going to bed early for me is like 3 30 in the morning which is doesn't even happen so it's like you know 4 30 5 30 absolutely (laughs) yeah the forbidding (laughs) the forbidden forbidden fruit fruit. yeah (laughs) Pandora's box. <laughs> oh man! Uh, and so, uh, when you know, you've been in this uh, recent uh, B picture that's got a lot of B movie actors and adult film stars, uh, how did that come about? That came about, yeah. And we did another one recently too. Cool. Um, it was crowdfunded and everything, and it just seems like a fun throwback to earlier slashers and. You know, yeah, actually, it was uh, Gary Arona, friend, uh, Gary and Tabitha Stevens. Uh, they're mm-hmm. they're married, and right. they actually, you know, funded it themselves. Absolutely, yeah. They've so all they, been into all kinds of experimental photography and erotica, and so yeah, 
Yeah, yeah. Tabitha's been doing that for years. Gary's been doing films and you know for TV documentaries for decades. And mm-hmm. uh, as you said, yeah. So um, and yeah, yeah. And he's great photographer. Photography, you know, has hundreds and hundreds of artwork available. Savage territory. Of <laughs> great stuff, and um, they're both awesome. So we didn't. I was doing this thing called Mondays Dark in Vegas, which is a charity. Um, uh, this gentleman by the name of Mark Schnook runs, and it's every other week. It's been the ninth year now. Every other Monday, and they raise ten grand for a different charity every week. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so it, it's a cool thing. And I and I was um, I've done it a few times. And so I was singing. He said, "You that's why I sang Enter Sandman' by Metallica." <laughs> and and I was doing that, and then in the middle section, it goes, "Now I lay me down to sleep." Now, I put on this leather gimp mask like this leather bondage type mask and sang that section and then i took it off and went to the rest of the song and then uh after the show my friend scotty's like uh i was talking to him and i noticed tabitha and come on and we were talking somehow and he's like he goes, yeah those friends of mine is tabitha stevens i'm like oh i know what tabitha is and uh he's like, you want to and that's her husband gary they do films and i said uh you want to meet i'm like yeah for sure so went over there and introduced me and we started chatting and they said we have a movie the die influencers die and uh you'd be perfect for this like photographer producer killer guy and i said yeah, i saw we saw you perform and no audition necessary if you want to do it read the script and let us know <laughs> so <laughs> it's one of the things no right place, audition, right baby. Seeing, seeing me just you know perform and they saw something like oh that would be that kind of guy would probably be great for this. And that's how it, that's how it, that just like that. Even better. <laughs> no bullshit. Just make yeah, it yeah. something fun with friends. Any easier. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Sure. Uh, Tabitha's been on Howard Stern a few times. Have you ever thought of being on his show? Oh, yes. He's been on like, geez, a dozen times. times. Like, hey, Tabitha, hey, <laughs> Jeff's here. He's oh. got some funny stories to talk about on satellite radio. <laughs> so, yeah, she's been on tons, and then uh, and then another friend of mine, Craig Gass, comedian. He he's he's worked with Howard Stern a, a bunch. So I mean, sure, I would. I don't know if you you know have me on there, but yeah, of course, it'd be fun. <laughs> <laughs> be some some point someday. <laughs> oh, I tell But yeah, so yeah, we did another movie, Head on a Plate, uh, with Gary and uh, mm-hmm. and um. I'm gonna hopefully do some more. Uh, we are actually are going to do some more. Uh, so we'll see when that ends up happening. And then I'm working on another short film uh, as well with one of my Blue Man buds and uh, some other friends. And we're gonna so I'm gonna start to pursue the acting, you know, more and more. Okay. Another form of entertainment. Go for it. <laughs> All right. I will. Uh, Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I know. Like, no. <laughs> no. You inspired me. <laughs> uh, well, what are some other upcoming uh, events that you have planned for a while and you're just ready to just unleash your hint at it? Well, wait, you know, my schedule is to say next few months, Blue Man, I do like seven shows a week. Seven that's shows a week, man. <laughs> so that's, and, uh, and I got a Stony Curtis gig. Uh, the Sand Dollar, February 15th, February 
10th with Bang Tango at the Whiskey A Go Go in LA, yeah. uh, headlining there. And then the February 11th at Counts Vamped in Vegas. And then February 18th with my band Tinnitus in Counts Vamped in Vegas. Uh, working, uh, probably work on some movie stuff in the meantime and uh, some originals. And then March, I got the Femmes of Rock that I play with. We're doing a couple gigs. I think it might be Illinois. I have to look at the schedule. <laughs> so that's the, 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 you know, it's quite some stuff coming up. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, do you know a lot of the music notes and even lyrics by heart on occasion because you cram so much of it in, but it's a lot of repetition? Uh, well, yeah, a lot of it. I know, like, like Blue Man, I've been doing it so long, so many shows that uh, got that. I know that that's that's already ingrained. And a lot, lot of stuff. five, got it. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of the stuff is, but some of the stuff, like the Stony gig I'll be doing, it's like, oh, I haven't done an actual live show with Stony in like a few years. So it's like, you know, you do like maybe a year goes by or a couple of years and I'll sub in with Stony. Um, so, I'll have to definitely go over a bunch of stuff. And this tinnitus thing, there's a couple of new songs. So lyrics are a pain in the ass for me to memorize. So I gotta, you know, memorize some lyrics and go over the songs you haven't done in a year or two and just refresh your memory. And the bang tango stuff, same thing. Uh it's like, okay, no, most of it, but there's some stuff you have to fine-tune. And so there's definitely some a decent amount of prep, even though no a decent amount, and then uh, and then a decent amount of work <laughs> as well. Sometimes, sometimes a year goes by or two years go by or three and they're like oh did that song once you know <laughs> and then with everything else you have going on it tends to sometimes sometimes can stick and sometimes you know you have to spend some hours refreshing stellar stellar um how would you describe a lot of your influences and even th thematic material uh, influence and what and what was the last part you said? Uh, just the thematic material that you use for your song oh. styles. <laughs> oh, song style. Uh, yeah, like the the band Vivacy in particular is usually kind of heavier, crazier, somewhat dark. Um, so I like stuff. Yeah, I I tend. I mean, I like all sorts of styles, but I tend to like stuff that has contrast like it could be very metal and soundtrack mellow and soundtracky or surreal like sounding like atmospheric but then gets super then you know kind of like really powerful and heavy uh and maybe a little bit weird no, that's <laughs> so yeah so kind of not too many rules or limits so that, that therefore sometimes it could be like <laughs> all over the place stylistically it's like wait wait keep it in this style but that's they <laughs> usually have like oh this is a uh, this could be in that band this could be in that band this could be in that band like our band elliot waits for no one has like it's rock but it has like maybe eight different kind of styles within uh within the band like acoustic stuff then just a more of a straight ahead rock song and then something more with a i don't know a different i mean it's just it's kind of uh you know, has a lot of variety to it, it's which I like. Na it naturally but evolves instead of just we're just making it up. You know, 
Well, uh, there's stuff that naturally evolves to, yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. You said before, like two in the morning, like I've done stuff working on something. I'm like, oh, that sucks. That's terrible. I hate it. And then, yeah, okay, you delete it maybe, or the next day you're like, okay, let me get rid of this. And all of a sudden something just comes up in your head out of the blue. And that's what you end up, you know, two weeks later. And it's the good idea. So sometimes it can be frustrating because you're like, oh man, I suck. This is, this is terrible. And then you realize you got to go through and just keep working at it or step away from it and then come back to it. And all of a sudden, boom, to it. <laughs> you have an idea. And then that's the one that at least seems good. <laughs> right. Other times you got to just say, hey, it is what it is. I'll, I'll let you guys critique it for what it is or isn't. <laughs> well, you're right. Other times it's like, it's like, all right, it's not like you're not creating the last supper here or something. Uh, it's uh I mean, you just, it is what it is. Some, some mm -hmm. pieces are forms of saying a song in general. It's like, okay, this is what this song is. Either get rid of it or it is what it is and just move on to another one, you know? Because obviously not everything everyone writes is a genius or like, oh my God, that's so amazing. That's so amazing. Of course, it's usually like, that's great. That one's either sucks or is mediocre or it's good. But, you know, you know, everything is not like a brilliant piece of work. <laughs> yeah anything if you listen to it too much you can even dissect and be like what are we listening to or why do i like this i don't i, I don't know <laughs> yeah and it's, and it's all subjective too you know mm -hmm. a lot of it obviously too much it's like <laughs> yeah not everyone likes the same stuff you think that sucks but 20 million other people love it <laughs> right everyone or, got paid so it, it really just doesn't matter <laughs> well yeah, it, it does but it doesn't i mean overall i mean better like next time yeah it depends i mean i'll do i love performing and playing so i'll do plenty of stuff and you know it pays great i don't care what it is necessarily well that's not true but usually everything i do i enjoy but you know if it's your own thing then you are a little more close to it like well you want to do better either way but at the same I mean, time for your own stuff but yeah. uh and sometimes it is like just like whatever just move, move on to the next thing plenty of stuff to it's, do. Uh, would you say a lot of just audiences i mean they're opening up now because there's just so many behind the scenes documentaries and stuff that's gone viral that's given them an inside scoop that they didn't have 30 years ago but uh you know do people could really benefit i think or at least would you say so from just like touring a you know a recording studio and just seeing what makes all this magic that people pay millions just to go see every year? Could audiences really benefit from just continually just studying, you know, what makes everything tick? Well, yeah, now you have, you know, there's an overload of everything in the world, but a lot of it could be, you know, as once again, there's that balance of uh, like technology drives me crazy because <laughs> you know, I'm not working, but then it has this stuff that's so amazing with it as well. And, uh, but actually that stuff, I mean, no, I mean, really, you could look at, there's plenty of stuff that really give you an insight more than you never knew. Like, how was this made film or like behind the scenes, the director's talking about it or music, like here's how it was recorded. And someone's actually, you could see anything and pretty much get involved. The, the mystique is gone now. That's kind of a bummer. I always like the, the mystique is gone with everything. Everything's out there, but <laughs> yeah. it's also cool. I mean, cause you could write, you could, you know, there's so much learning opportunity just by looking stuff up or you know uh <laughs> listening watching or by uh you know and then if something's not good then you can learn from that too oh, okay i know not what not to do and then uh 
And if something is, you know, there, there's so much information out there and you just take that, I'm sure, you know, you absorb it. And then right. with your own mind, your own doings as well. And yes, it's, it's, there's much more available now than ever, as you know. Would you, would you describe yourself as a special kind of musician? I think, you know, I guess I have my own thing. Right. Like, uh, ma- oh. ma- magician. <laughs> I mean, magician. I do love my am Right, because you you got your own set of magic tricks that, you know, behind the scenes. That... <laughs> but you meant, you meant, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I meant magician because, you know, kind of a play on how you're in Vegas, which is very heavy with magicians, but, and magic shows. But uh, since you do all the stuff behind the scenes and, Again, you wanted to really stand out. Uh, Would you say you're a special kind of magician altogether? I mean, and there's so many people, you know, that are are gigging or performing or whatever on a variety of levels. So it's it's cool to be explore a lot of different facets. I think, but I I think everyone, you know, I I guess I have my own thing and maybe my style, say, of performing is. you know, that's what you strive. I mean, hopefully you have your, you know, you can adapt to whatever, say the gig, whatever kind of gig it is needs that that's important. You have to do that. And then if you have your own voice as well, then obviously that could separate you for certain projects. So, you know, gotcha. Yeah. So it's that line where like, you know, you can have, uh, there's people that can just adapt to any situation and that's great, but maybe they don't have their own voice. And then someone that has their own voice, maybe doesn't get as many gigs on certain things, but then they have, they get these certain things that could propel them to another level because it's unique. It's their thing. They're only, you know, no one could, you know, cop their style. So that could be, you know, a really great benefit. I don't know. So I, I, I tried a combination of me. I think I could adapt to a lot of stuff, but then hopefully have my own thing, which, you know, will keep you know, escalating through the years. Very neat. Very, very neat. Uh, altogether, um, uh, well, what have been some other favorite areas to tour besides Vegas? Oh, well, yeah, there's that question where there's everywhere usually is interesting, but I've, I've been lucky to travel a lot of places around the world from South America, Europe, the Middle East, Africa. Um, so, I mean, New Zealand, you know, Australia, yeah, it's a South Africa, you know, went to China for a few months and oh, wow, Singapore, uh, Russia, man, <laughs> Argentina, Brazil. And uh, so, I mean, I don't know, every place was a an experience, of course, but found something really cool about kind of everywhere Prague you know there's some places that are like really beautiful and and then some places are just cool city and other places uh are interesting in other ways (laughs) so uh there's been so many all of them have some uniqueness to them and in the states too states or Canada you know has been you know I mean uh and now, like, you know, now I don't travel out of the country as much. I'm mainly in the States doing the Blue Man show here in Vegas. And then, but I'll go out of town, I said, for like, you know, two or three days or four days or something like that every month or every few months. And that's just kind of cool, even if you're not in somewhere so exotic or exciting, but it's just like 
it's fresh and it keeps it exciting doing something different and just being somewhere else um for a day or two which area you're dying to just revisit you're just like i that just i escaped the world so much that day i must go back <laughs> yeah there i mean there's a lot that it's like uh, oh man oh prague was really cool south africa was cool new zealand um i have to go back to paris you know i don't know man there's so i mean i suck at this question too because there's so many but i know there's you know, I'm not giving it to you, but I know there's more of a. No, really, it's fine. No, like, it's fine. What would be a specific? However deep you want to get, you know. That's... You know, or there's place probably I'd like to go back and uh, Switzerland was beautiful. Uh, to like maybe some of the regions I was, but there was a couple areas I didn't get to go see out there, so I'd probably explore something <laughs> newer. Very nice. Or oh, that's something I didn't go to because I got to see stuff. So like, okay, try this. This this region you know or this island <laughs> <laughs> no, no. but uh, very neat uh uh how uh, how's uh the family at home and uh, have they been pretty supportive of your various efforts oh yeah my family's in uh all my family's in new york still but yeah and i talked to my parents yesterday and they always been supportive of my um drumming you know, got me drums in you know since i was a little kid i mean my brother my older brother jim used to play together all the time when we were you know second third fourth grade fifth grade at home so they always been supportive of my career and uh this was always what i was planning to do this is the backup plan <laughs> absolutely <laughs> in which case this is the only plan so yeah let's, let's make it work let's make it stick <laughs> entertainment yeah so this is this is the only plan still <laughs> oh man have you ever thought of doing a mock i don't know why i'm asking this i'm just tempted because you just seemed like such a cool variety and diverse guy have you ever thought of doing a fun youtube show where you uh i mean sammy hagar kind of did this where he would tour various places where famous bands had played um have you ever thought of just actually interviewing other musicians on kind of a tiktok or youtube type show if you had free time <laughs> yeah you know i know because a lot of my friends say you, you should do this you know so much you should do this thing oh yeah this should be you should have your own channel and do this or do that do that and then so that's always in the in the ideas or is in you know I get from people or or myself. Um, and as far as that, I know a lot of friends, musician friends that interview. Uh, another friend, Troy, just asked me to do um, a podcast probably next week or something like oh, you know, sweet. he's a drummer too. <laughs> yeah, so it's a podcast of, month, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I know it's like a, a Wednesday at three. I'm like, I'm doing a Wednesday at three now. <laughs> and and you know, a lot of musician friends are are doing that as well, and. I know because then I, I don't know because you have to really keep up on it. I'm sure you know, like yeah. you know, you know, probably be involved. Like okay, all the writing that has to just be up on it. A constantly kind of another job ish in a way. It could be cool, but that 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 stuff. I'd rather it'd be great if someone else could do all that and I could just do the content. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'll give you the content. Yeah, I, I need five editors here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like that stuff. Like um, but I only have a budget for two, so. <laughs> so yeah so um 
yeah so I, I don't know i can't say you know and like yeah like tiktok and all that stuff you know i mean i'll post on instagram or facebook like here's my next gig i usually keep it to the business and like here's this or here's a thing so i'm like yeah i should do it more good you know uh but then really getting involved as you said doing a thing i don't know i can't say no but we'll we'll, right. we'll see in the do you think any new music sites are going to take off and kind of render Bandcamp and Spotify useless? Oh, any new like platform? Yeah, kind of like how MySpace was there before, but it never yeah. took off. I just took talked about the other day. It was like the thing, <laughs> millions of millions, then instantly goes away. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> when Facebook, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, it'd be great if uh. uh I mean, even though I'm guilty of using them all the time, they didn't exist. Then people bought music, and then the bands could make money. <laughs> but, exactly. <laughs> or you know, I mean, of course, that's never going to probably happen because they, oh, there's a whole generation of people that grew up just with like Spotify and, and iTunes and all that. And I use it myself. I don't know. I guess I just wish there could yeah be more of a balance between um, say these platforms having them, but also people being able to you know make uh, a little bit more money than <laughs> a little more instead of well like, you know, a million streams and you made you know $95 <laughs> <laughs> or whatever it is. so I mean it's great to have that avenue of course that you couldn't have before that anyone could get anything out there <laughs> but at the same time anyone could get anything out there so mm -hmm. it's so saturated and then there's yeah so you could do it yourself, which is you could never do before, really. I mean, till. But now you got to work harder to make yourself stand out. It's like, damn it. <laughs> and there's so much. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I want to be interesting to see the next five years. What there <laughs> be five other things besides Snapchat or TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Like what that next thing is going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not familiar. <laughs> It, but just enjoy the paradise engage <laughs> of the apocalypse <laughs> yeah the destruction of mankind <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, any other bands of friends of yours that you'd like to plug <laughs> oh everyone well, helps said, everyone out you know so <laughs> imagine stony you know is working on a record now uh probably out in a few months um i said my band bbc keeps making stuff we got a song called you should be fine in the uh die influencers die movie and uh elliot waits for no one vante i see films of rock uh blue man <laughs> i'm trying to think what else i'm trying to I mean, of course, there's a lot of friends that have. If Blue Man does another documentary, I take it we can probably see you in there somewhere. Oh, well, that would that'd be, I'd be flattered. That'd be cool. <laughs> I, I actually did a thing for Modern Drummer magazine uh, recently with Blue Man and Modern Drummer. It uh, did a whole piece of our, our rig right. setup that, that was uh, like a month ago came out. So that was fun to do. So, okay, very cool. <laughs> that was, uh, that's out there. So that was happy to be able to do that. Uh, yeah, I was trying to think what else, what else I do. <laughs> and then, oh, I guess I got my website, jefftortora.com. Right. Um, yeah, 
and my other friends band Sons of Jupiter, Cold Red Riot, and trying to think, uh, yeah, there's some stuff. Very nice, very neat. <laughs> but all together, I mean, I, I applaud you for just, again, just being so energetic and active on social media and just uh, relentless at all this fun stuff that you're doing. <laughs> Yeah, got to keep it. I, I operate better in life keeping, you know, busier with the projects than when not. <laughs> My house doesn't get cleaned. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> they'll have a budget for a housekeeper soon. So, <laughs> But that's it. I have someone, Martha, my friend, she's great. I just said it's too be, uh, it's beyond, uh, you know, things get, you know sidetracked with other stuff like yeah i could clean this but i don't have to <laughs> but i should <laughs> there you go so. well i appreciate oh. you man and it's all right so much fun to just again you know it's we like talking to just professionals not just to i mean yeah we want to give you some fun soldier trips and a pat on the back but we also do want to applaud those who you know stick with it and have made it their career shared a little advice and then just again taking us on this journey so uh thank cool. you Thanks for stopping for by yeah. <laughs> yeah. anytime okay we'll return after these messages hello and welcome to culture shocked the pop culture podcast brought to you by four aging millennials and our outdated opinions join us every tuesday as we discuss movies tv games and even music new and old dude what do you think you're doing are you seriously trying to record a promo without us right now? Well, uh, yeah. Dude, you can't just do the promo by yourself. Who's going to listen to that? Yeah, and you probably haven't even told them that we're a pop culture podcast where we always agree on everything. Uh, for instance, the Sam Raimi trilogy easily being the best of the Spider-Man movies. J no, no. But I think we can all agree that Jaws is a classical masterpiece. Mm, nope, don't like that. But we do all agree that the sequel trilogy of Star Wars is the best in the Skywalker saga, right, guys? That comment is so ridiculous. I don't even know where to. Anyways, uh, that'll do it from all of us here at Culture Shock. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Brent Pope, the host of Breakfast with Brent Pope. You've seen me on some of your favorite TV shows saying things like, give it up, Jimmy. You got to sink this putt to win. On Breakfast with Brent Pope, I sit down with guests from the entertainment world and we do it all over breakfast. Or should I say, breakfast? Every week on Breakfast, you get inside Hollywood info and tips, great breakfast wrecks and booty debates. Most of all, you get the most delightful 30 minutes of your week. So dig in. It's breakfast time. Listen at breakfast.com, Apple Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Do you ever find yourself thinking about who would win in a fight between Goku and Superman? Hi, I'm James Gavsey, and on the Who Would Win show, me and my co-host Ray ignore anything important happening in the outside world and debate fictional battles between characters from comics, movies, and video games. We got a new show every week, and almost always am I the winner. Yeah, not true, Ray. In the past, we've discussed such matches as Captain America versus Darth Vader, Solid Snake versus the Iron Giant, classic matchups like RoboCop versus Terminator, and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.
We let things pile up in the DVR. We add them to our queues. We wait for the DVDs and Blu-rays. We time shift. The Time Shifters podcast. Sci-fi, horror, fantasy, superheroes, comedy, action, film, television, maybe some not-so-current events. Find us on iTunes or at timeshifterspodcast.com. Cool thing about Blind Knowledge is we are in multiple countries. We are worldwide all across the globe. We are in the U.S. We are in the U.K. We are in Canada, Germany, India, Japan. We're in Australia, y'all. BlindKnowledge.com. Now back to the feature presentation. Follow us on the web on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The podcast is available on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor, Apple, and anywhere else podcasts are available. Feel free to review our show and leave comments on any of those sites. Thanks a million for listening. It's a jacked up.